0: Kings
1: are your champions. Welcome to the crossover. Thanks to the Sydney Kings. Grab your Sydney Kings tickets today at Ticket Tech. Quick search on the interweb, and I can't see an instance ever before where the two owners of uh, respective uh, professional sports teams on the radio at the same time. But that's exactly what we have with the crossover today. A big welcome to Paul Smith, majority owner of the Sydney Kings, and Craig Hutchison, who's the majority owner of the Perth Wildcats and is also my boss here at SEN. Welcome, boys. Hi,
0: How are you? Hey, Jimmy. Hey, Paul. How are you?
2: I'm oh, well, Hutchie. Well, welcome to our half hour, Hutchie.
0: Thanks, thanks for having me, Paul. Very nice of you. Thanks for the warm welcome. So if you hear
2: that, I just hear, can you hear that sound? I don't know if you can hear it there. That little metal sound. That's my rings clicking together. That's my oh.
0: rings clicking together. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, I
1: thought he might have taken yeah. a little time, Hutchie, but he's launched into it straight away. So yeah. the way we set it up here today yep. is that we've got the owner of the most successful NBL franchise in history and arguably one of the most successful sporting franchises in Australia, up against the owner of the most recently successful NBL franchise as well. I'll start with you, Hutchie. Um, bit of a tough start to the year for the Wildcats, but certainly finding their form going into the break uh, with a 5-0 and streak. How have you uh, summarised the season thus far for the Wildcats?
0: Well, it's been a bit of a mixed bag early, Jimmy. That's for sure. We were two and five and slow out of the gates and not to our own liking early. But we we uh, suspected, hoped it didn't happen, obviously, that things would take a little bit of time to come together. And they've come together better and really well over the last five games. So big credit to our coaches and our basketball program. Seven and five. No bigger challenge than the Sydney Kings. They are the uh, dynasty in recent times, Jimmy. They've been the team to beat. They've built a great program, great brand. Uh, uh, Sydney Kings are so... Paul wins premierships and still turns coaches over. That's how successful they are. Uh, so <laughs> I say tongue in cheek, but now they've been they've been the benchmark in the last couple of years without question. And and they and Melbourne this year have been the two uh, leading teams in the comp. So it's a great test for us uh, against uh, a uh, incredibly talented team on a on a Friday night. And there's no love lost as you've, as you've seen. In fact, last yeah. year when we were fighting to to make the planes and Sydney were. It completely out of character in in trying to squeeze us out to the last bucket of the game. So I just think that's good for the sport, the rivalry. It has been a rivalry long before my time, and I think Paul's been a good part of that. So, yeah, we welcome the Kings to town. Our fans uh, enjoy the, the uh, rivalry as well, and I'm sure there'll be uh, plenty of mirth in the game tomorrow night.
1: Hey, Paul, I'll go to you now about that one. Um, We've we're currently got the Kings on second spot uh, they were seven and three, and looking really good at halftime against Melbourne United. But that was a really disappointing fade out. I'll ask you the same question: How do you assess the season thus far for the Sydney Kings?
2: Mate, pretty good actually. So thank you, Jimmy, and always good to be on your program and on your great network, Hutchie. So thank you for the opportunity. Um, geez, we're being nice to each other at the moment. It's really <laughs> good. But, uh, <laughs> no, look, I think look we it's a big point. You know, last time I looked, they don't give the championships out in uh, late November. It all comes around in February, March next year when it all counts. But I think given the circumstances where we've landed, we've obviously well spoke, well written about and spoken about the fact of, you know, changing the new coach and, uh, you know, imports moving over and so on and so forth. I think we're pretty happy with the way things are going right now. Obviously second place is good. What it highlights, I think it, you know, at, seven and four in second place is that you know, how competitive the league is at the moment. It's very tight um, across the board and, you know, one slip can cost you three or four spots on the ladder pretty quickly. So sort of got to keep focused on the main game and that is, you know, getting through, you know, games that be coming forward. We've got a bit of a road, we've got a lot of heavy road schedule at the moment. Um, and we sort of move into January with a good solid home stand coming in. So we'll keep our eye on that, but I think we feel pretty good about it. The injury, the injury guides have sort of been a bit cruel to us. We've had guys in and out right now, but we're looking to sort of retool and get bodies back in motion. So all, all in good, all, all in all, we're very, very good, we right now.
0: And in all seriousness, Jimmy, the Kings hat's off. It's been a great business success story as well as it has been a fan experience success story and premiership. So they've built this highly connected audience. It's a great match day vibe. I'd encourage anyone in Sydney who's listening who hasn't been to a Kings game. I know so many of you have to get along and experience it. It's a great family product, build an an enormously connected environment. It's a brilliant venue. You feel like you're somewhere special. You can hear our games on SN1170, Sydney's home of sport as well. The only thing that I am worried about, Jimmy, with the City Kings this year is Paul's vanity. Uh, This is the (laughs) thing that could trip up a a, a three-peat. Last time I saw him... He was wearing a shirt with twenty pictures of himself on the shirt. Now, do you know anyone who likes themselves that much that they would walk around all day with their own picture on their own shirt? This speaks to overconfidence, hubris, ego, uh, completely out of out of check with uh, himself, Jimmy. And I, I think this team's amazing and the venue is sensational. But the, when you're walking around with with your own picture on your own shirt, Jimmy, that's a that's to me a watch out.
2: Hutchy, listen, mate. You know, you know the fashion label Paul Smith. That's that's the one, right? That's what, <laughs> I see my name everywhere on clothing. Don't worry about that. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a- very good.
1: Hey, um, just on that, you mentioned the venue, and I, I was reading the Matt Logue article during uh, the weekend about the Sydney success back in 2003, two thousand and three, four, five. In that five season, they were getting 4,000 people turn up to games. Regularly now, there's 12,000, 13,000. RAC Arena is always selling out, Hutchie. Do you think that the strength of basketball at the moment is at a point where it's never been before in this country?
0: I'll ask you first, Hutchie. And the, the Kings no doubt have become, along with Melbourne, probably the equal second most attended and um, socially relevant teams in the competition. So it's been a mighty effort from where they've, they've come from. And I think it speaks to, yeah, I the, you know, Paul's um, got a great team. Chris does a great job as a leader and got great owners. And Robin's a fantastic addition to the, the ownership group. So they, they have built a great experience. It is a, a tough place to play away. Uh, not nearly as tough as coming into the jungle tomorrow night. The Red Army will let Paul know. I think you're coming over, aren't you, Paul? We've got, I've got security at the airport for you to get you through. and <laughs> um, we're
2: bringing the, we're bringing the full battalion. I have got two seven footers and myself. We're all coming. Got away. a great West
0: Australian and Luke Longley who'll be secretly barking for us yeah. during the game. So that'll be
1: sensational. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, um, I want to know, uh, and I'll start with you, Paul. Um, sports team ownership. Is it all that it's cracked up to? It it sounds great. If we've had our talk topic today about if you could own any team in history and, and when, you know. Is, is it all that it's cracked up to be? It looks good from where I'm
2: sitting. Oh, look, it's got its moments. Look, it's a business. Um, you know, look, if you wanted to just sort of have a vanity project, there's nothing better. But, you know, look, I, that's not how we approach it. We, we look at this very clinically and, you know, it's a puzzle. And, of course, we... Despite the growth of the NBL we're all very proud of, there's been so many people contributing to that, not least of all at the head office level with Larry and then the work at the other clubs That everyone's sort of driven it hard but we're still, we've still we still got a long, long long way to go to to achieve the sort of status that I think the quality of play and the quality of people involved in the sport deserve and the interest that the sport uh, engenders globally and in Australia as well but Look, it's a thrill, mate. It's, and look, winning is what it's all about, despite what we all mm. say. And you know, we've been very lucky to win two championships back to back. And you know, although I'll boast about it, I'm humble about it as well. That I never ever thought that we would ever win a championship. I just it always seemed too far away. And the line I always say now is, if you if someone wins a national championship, winks I'll kiss their feet. It's that hard to win a sporting championship, and the thrill is incredible, and the, and the heartbreak is incredible. You Best. know that's the, that's what comes with it. And uh, look, it's it's wonderful. It's it's something that you, you couldn't imagine. And it's it's a private business, but everyone people treat it like a public enterprise. They want to tell you how to run it. You know, so uh, you know all about <laughs> that, Hutchie. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah and what, what I would say to that, Jimmy, just to, to some context. So we're we're um, you mentioned uh, me as an owner. Like I work for a business that's the owner, and I'm among sure. the public owners. Like I'm sure many. listeners know we're a public listed business, Sports Entertainment Group, on the. Australian Stock Exchange, and it is we see it as a great investment. In fact, um, if you leave aside the um, the day-to-day business opportunities that it creates and the outcomes for our clients, it's been a great maturing asset that has um, we, we look back on as one of our single best decisions in a long game. And that's um, we've been able to, to play a long game on that. What I admire about Paul is it's been, you know, initially at least, largely his own private money in a business that wasn't as established, to be fair, at the time, as, as Perth is. And he's played, and he's invested his own um, heart and soul and and money in. And that's, like, Australian sport's blessed to have great contributors in on every level, on every sport. But we've got some great basketball owners, and Paul's one of them. We have a bit of a friendly rivalry and a bit of fun. I'm glad you didn't ask him about the 2020 Grand Final Series, which predates my oh, time. Yeah, we, wouldn't, yeah. we wouldn't have been able to get to the three o'clock news. Uh, <laughs> but... Um, and then, of course, and the Kings are still yet to beat Perth in any meaningful game, and I can remember, Jimmy. So that'll, that's ahead of them as one of their, one of their uh, challenges on the way home. But I digress. In all seriousness, Paul's done a, a terrific job with that team, and it is a great experience, and Sydney is a great sporting town. I yeah. I, um, I stare anyone down who says, is Sydney as passionate as Melbourne or as uh, other, other cities? Look, of course it is. Sydney's a magnificent... It's part of Sydney... In a slightly different way, there's more sports to choose from, there's more choice, uh, there's more locations, there's more spots, uh, Western Sydney, Southern Sydney, the Northern Beaches, wherever you're from. But the Kings put on a great experience for families and uh, and the team's to be commended for that.
1: Okay, so there's all these reasons that we've talked about and we've established yes basketball in this country for a lot of different reasons is, is in rude health at the moment is there anything in particular like could you Hachi go through and say what what do you think are the top three reasons that that basketball has found itself in this place because like like a lot of other sports here it's not the biggest show in town you know the nba is where a lot of players wanted to get to and a lot of coaches etc but somehow the nbl has made it work um and 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 it's Continues to grow. Yeah,
0: it's had great. It's had a great vision from from Larry and the team at the NBL. So that's it's it's even to Paul's point earlier. Every game is on in the NBL. There is no, you're never a good thing and you're never a bad thing in a game of uh, basketball. It's a 28 game season. The I don't know how you feel, Paul, but every game feels heavier when you lose now and and higher when you win. It's so tight. Um, Road wins are a premium. Uh, I think the length of the games has been outstanding for broadcast. We, get, as, as sport matures, we're getting shorter attention spans. We're in a snackable content era. We want to have a good experience with our family. And uh, I read some data this morning, Jimmy, which Nielsen released overnight, which I'll send to you, Paul, which said that you know, basketball and netball were easily the two fastest growing uh, value propositions in Australian sport uh, from where they've been, in largely on the back of streaming and the way people are consuming the game differently, which heartens our business, being involved in both sports and Paul's in, in, in many many sports as well. So, yeah, and I think um, the quality of play is awesome. Like, it, it is a really, like, the quality of play yeah. is fast, it's quick, there's great athletes, um, and, it's a, and it's a really tight season. So, you know, Melbourne and Sydney, understandably, are the favourites, but, you know, anyone can win. We think we can be there when the whips are cracking and... I think uh, it's become more and more family friendly as time's gone on.
1: Paul, you add to that.
2: Yeah, look, I, I can to an extent. And other than, than sort of highlighting what the NBL is about, I think that you talk about basketball as a sport as a whole. Well, the the, the magic potion in all of this right now is the NBA. It drives so much conversation, content, awareness. Uh, it drives a cultural phenomenon as well, but we also have this unbelievable engine at the bottom of the pyramid, if you wish, which is basketball participation. All across Australia, it's rising. It's, the, you know, registrations are up, genuine registrations, genuine participation is up. You know, I was talking to someone the other day, I was trying to get a handle on, you know, sort of the intangible elements such as, you know, the growth of street ball and backboards in houses and yards and things like that. And people I spoke to said their, their businesses are off the charts. So, I think we're in this perfect position. And then, and of course, what the MBL has done, and I think collectively with the league and also with the teams, is that we've been, we've had, we have improved the product. The broadcast product has improved, quality of play has improved. I think that the MBL has sort of redefined how it sort of positions itself as a league to play in. Um, we're very attractive to quality imports to come out here um, who are looking to sort of take a step up or chase that next opportunity. And look, we're not the we're not the most lucrative league in the world to play in. You know, there's other markets like Japan and China outside the NBA, as well as Europe, as a, of course. But you know, the timing of our season, um, there's a lot of things to play into it, and you know, luck's a fortune in that regard. You know, take your opportunities; it's all fallen into place, and and it's, it's now on the clubs and the league as a whole not to squander to this opportunity. But it's rising, and the statistics like Nielsen speak to it. But also just the anecdotal information you have and the awareness we have and, and also I, I think what drives very successfully for us is the experience at game. It's so intimate, you're so close, you can feel mm. it, you can see it, you can you can almost taste it. It's such an it's such an incredible experience for people and it connects families, it connects Young men, young 15-year-old boys want to go to sport with their dad because the 15-year-olds love basketball. That's what they're into. And I think in the spirit so of... It's an amazing opportunity.
0: And I know got to go, yeah. Jimmy. So in the spirit of friendship, I think, in having Paul on our SEN 1170 Airways with a crossover, which becomes so popular as a radio and podcast product, we will get co-branded limited edition SEN 1170 Paul Smith head T-shirts done <laughs> all over the T-shirt. I think we'll do a print run of about 10, maybe 6, 7 or 8. <laughs> It'll all be double XL if they have should be, be should be able to sell out those, I reckon, Jimmy. There'll be a lot of interest <laughs> in wearing Paul's head on your T-shirt and uh, it, what a mighty head it is. Thanks for having uh, us, Jimmy. Good luck tomorrow night, Paul. All
2: right, thanks, mate. Thank you. Uh,
1: they would be collector's editions, no doubt about that. All right, that's our uh, uh, great to have. Paul Smith, the owner of the Sydney Kings, and Craig Hutchison, um, as he says, uh, works obviously with SEN, but uh, a part owner there as well. And they are owners of the Perth Wildcats. They go head-to-head tomorrow night at RAC Arena. All right, better get ourselves to a break, and then we're back with more.